What's up, listeners? Morse code here. Coming to you from HQ. Pot Hacker has been out in the field since my last incident with the ants so my wounds could heal. Very generous of him. And he just sent me this great audio of Josh interviewing a man named Mick Griffin of Brand24. You're gonna like this, listeners. All right, Mick, thanks so much for flying in. I really, really appreciate you coming to the lair. And um, where, where, are you, where, where do you live most of your time? Yeah, you're catching me right now in, in Gdańsk, Poland, right on the north coast of Poland. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So flying in from Poland to an <laughs> undisclosed location here in uh, outside of Orlando, Florida. It's a uh, old, uh, sp- uh, like a spy base that they, they, they kind of decom <laughs> that we've commandeered. Um, so Mick, I, I knew that uh, the subject as I'm kind of working on my project here, I, I, I want to create some content around mm-hmm developing superhuman skills or superhuman powers uh, so that you could know what everybody is saying about you everywhere. As a business owner, that's really important to know, like what, what sentiment is, what's being said, not just about you, but you know what's being said about your competitors or your industry. Um, if somebody had those skills, they could do a lot of, well, hopefully not evil things, but <laughs> <laughs> they could do a lot of good things. Am I right? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, Josh, this is the future, as they would always say with these kind of technologies, right? This is, this is what's around the corner, knocking on your door. You know, the thing that's like staring through your window that you don't know about just yet. Yeah. Okay. So, before okay so i i happen to know that that you have your own superhuman lair where you've created uh <laughs> yeah. these uh these skills that 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 are these superpowers that you could outfit anybody with um but b- before we kind of get into that and why that's so critical um what you could actually do with this uh <laughs> we will talk about like the the potential uses uh, you know, that you could do with powers like this. Um, where were you before? Did you, so you started Brand24, right? So I'm, I'm a partner at Brand24, yeah. but it, it, it started locally just before I joined. So mm-hmm. we, uh, the, the company uh, thought that the, it, it saw this idea that people wanted to know what was being said online about businesses. Yeah. Um, and it thought that it was a local thing just in, in Poland, in, in Europe. So they launched a, a Polish product. And then suddenly they were getting requests from, you know, from Hong Kong, from New York, from California that said, hey, listen, we, we need this. We, we need this. You know, these early adopters that kind of wanted to know what was being said about them around the world. Um, and I was fortunate enough to kind of come in and, and, and my experience is from email marketing. So I did, I did six years of email marketing with, with companies around the world and then kind of looked and said, well, hey, listen, like there's the social media company knocking on the door who want to help companies stay in touch. And, and I came in and we kind of went on that kind of side of Poland to, to all corners of the earth. Um, and okay. So, uh, so doing, so why did they bring you in? What, what, what did you possess that, that brand 24 needed? Yeah. So I think it was a couple of things really. One is that obviously I, I had some experience of taking a product that's very local and, and sharing it to, um, you know, to the U S to Canada, to Australia and, and that kind of internal process. But 
I just spent six years in email marketing. So just learning how people wanted to communicate, how to share knowledge with people like you're doing every single day, you know, learning the techniques that how people want to learn about tools, about ideas, and just a lot of kind of communication experience on on how to kind of best share something when, especially when it comes over as being a little bit futuristic, let's say. And okay, so what was what was Brand Twenty Four like in its infancy? Oh well, I mean, you know, we we would like as a company we, when we had like you know five ten people all working in a like you said in a secure location in a dungeon. Mm-hmm far away from sunlight. Um, and yeah, I mean, the beginning was, was, was exciting. It was really exciting because the industry we were entering was an industry that people still to this day believe is just for Fortune 500 companies. You know, they think that only Pepsi-Cola or United Airlines really have money to care about what people think about them online. And we've spent, you know, my, my time in Brand24, which is just over five years, has been trying to say to everybody that this is not just a big corporation thing anymore. Mm. This is not just about learning the money we spent on a Super Bowl was good or bad. This, this filters all the way down now to everyday life, everyday consumers, and it matters to everybody. So it's been, it's been super exciting because we just thought that the first thing about the product was you want to know when somebody talks about you. And then we've, we, even as we're using the tool ourselves, we're finding all these other kind of cool, quirky usages and benefits of monitoring the internet and learning what people are saying that we didn't even think about when we first made the product. So it's been, it's, it's a roller coaster, but it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's still all I can say is it's still as exciting today as it was, you know, five, five years ago. And, and so um, let's talk a little bit about um, why. It, it's so important for even the smallest of businesses to know what's being said about them. And, I, and I'll just kind of start by talking about how consumers have changed the way that, that they engage with businesses, the way that they, do, that they buy uh, products is <clears throat> before they buy anything or engage with any brand, uh, and and this goes for big brands or small brands. I mean, unless it's really just a small purchase, we're going to check stuff out. Everybody today does their research. They do their due diligence. It's just how consumers behave today. And by the way, you know, if someone were listening to our conversation, and I assure you nobody is because it's a private conversation, sure. but if someone were listening to this conversation and uh, and they serve a B2B audience, doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, I would argue B2B people uh, like businesses that are potentially buying products and services are probably even more uh, diligent in, yep. in checking out somebody before they engage. And yep. so, um, I, I mean, that's kind of the first part that I would start with. Why this is so critical is you have to understand that if you want to do business in the year 2020 and beyond, you have, to, you have to understand how consumers are looking at you. And they're not just looking at your ads. Your ads are, man, that's just like very, 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 very top of the funnel kind of just awareness. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, it, it, it goes uh, in, into many more places. And, and where, where do you see consumers checking out brands? 
Yeah, I mean, the kind of to kind of just kind of come back a second is that the great thing, the irony thing is that I talk about this analogy a lot. When you were a, a, a business 20 years ago or 30 years ago, um, their mentality was that even if they had a bad experience with a customer, that customer had almost no power. That mm. all that customer could do was tell the people that they met the next day, oh, I don't like this business. But, but the circle of influence that that customer had was so small that these big companies, they just didn't care. Yeah. And now we know that consumers have way more control, way more voice and, and way more influence, let's say. So they've kind of realized that that power. And, and that is why now con- businesses are now having to adapt to the consumer rather than the other way around. Yeah. So this is the, and, and what's great is, I mean, you've maybe experienced this like I have. I mean, myself and my wife, I can't get my wife to go into a restaurant front door now without checking the review online first. <laughs> I mean, our idea of a crazy night out is not checking a review. <laughs> and I can assure you it doesn't happen very often. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's the ironic thing. I mean, a lot of people think that this is, uh, like, you know, we do a lot of research at home, right, on our laptops, on our computers before we make big decisions. So where we go on vacation, which hotel or what car we want to buy. But people are doing this on micro decisions. So before they walk into a restaurant, they will be outside checking the Yelp review on their mobile phone. They, they can be in a retail store like a Gap or a, a, an Old Navy checking a product that they've got in their hands. They still don't, they, you know, so even micro decisions now, it's so easy to access people's information and people's uh, comments on these products that it's happening right. all across. And that, you know, our numbers kind of show that it happens around 88% of the time. So, you know, you're talking about nine out of 10 people are checking every purchase that they make online. Yeah. You know, it was, um, I, I remember Mark Schaefer um, talking about a study, I think it was a Toyota minivan or something like mm-hmm. that, had done a, some research on the average number of the, uh, you know, they, they had tracked one woman's buying decision. Okay. Um, and she had looked at over 90 pieces of content before she settled in on, uh, the minivan of her choice. And that doesn't sound outrageous to me at all. Like that sounds very normal. Like we're going to watch YouTube videos and we're going to read articles and we're going to read reviews and we're going to just try and gauge sentiment. We're going to try, we're going to look for that user generated content. We're going to look for, you know, what does the media have to say? What do influencers have to say about, uh, about a particular product or service? We want to know how is it working for other people? I mean, there's two, there's two things that kind of come to mind that we've re- we've researched and found out, like say in same similar things that we found out from talking to people like Mark is that one, which is really a game changer is that people now trust anonymous online reviews more than they trust their yeah. friends. So if their yeah. best friend comes up and says, buy this, they go, thanks so much. And then they go home and they'll read what strangers say. And then the second thing is, is that they, they don't even trust one review anymore. So people are now on average checking 10 or more, like you said, yeah. because they know that right. one could be a fluke or mm-hmm. they also know that one could, could be, be fake. fake or paid for or advertised. Exactly. You know, and I try to uh, share this with uh, people is that, you know, when I go to someone's website and I see testimonials, I'm like, okay, that, yep. you know, <laughs> testimonials on a website, um, 
you know, it's, I appreciate that. I would expect that the company who would have 100% control of what goes on there, um, you know, I'm just going to take all that with a grain of salt. I'm like, eh, great for you. Um, But yeah, yeah. But there's 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 better things uh, that I think that that as business owners we can do, just in terms of maybe sharing uh, reviews that are a little bit uh, maybe a little bit more unbiased, like you know embedding mm-hmm. you know your having the courage to embed your Google reviews or your G two reviews or your um, you know. BBB, you know, any, any yep. of that stuff, um, yep. Facebook reviews. I'm trying to think of, uh, any, any others that you can think of? Yeah. I mean, you've got things like, um, trust pilot trust as well pilot. as a That's big what one. Of. And, and, and a lot of the other ones, like I know if, you know, from I'm, I'm originally from the UK. So you've got a lot of things like any kind of public service. So a gardener to a builder, to a plumber, the, the, the review sites that are there now are, are really big and huge because again, it, nobody, everyone expects a business to say that the business is good. You know, everyone expects someone, no one expects a business to put on their homepage, uh, a two star review, right? Because right. this okay. is, this is everyday life, but mm-hmm. these, these kind of verified, uh, organic review websites are, are like you said, where you, you need to add this social proof now to your websites, to your testimonials, because they, otherwise they just come over as unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, Mick, beyond reviews, which we've been kind of talking about here, mm-hmm. let's talk about um, all of the places. Like if, if you had to do this manually without mm-hmm. a tool like Brand24, like yep. where would all of the places you'd want to be checking on a regular basis be? Yeah, I mean, this is this is where it even becomes slightly, we can say, challenging, right? Because yeah. it takes uh, it takes so much time, and that's the that's the thing. Now, the, the the internet is so vast, so of course we want to check the places. You want to check your Twitters, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, your LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, as maybe it's just because they're also made very easily to do so. But the next thing we want to do, we're, we're going to do what every probably person we, we would talk to normally and ask them, we're going to Google ourselves, right? We're going to right. Google ourselves and we're going to see what is number one, number two, let's say. But still, it's just not fail safe. I mean, if you were going to do this uh, and, and sleep well at night thinking that you knew everything that was out there, I think that this is, this is hours and hours of a day checking every potential place. You've got really big sites now like Quora you know, for questions and mm-hmm. answers. I mean, this yeah. is, this is huge now for where people will go and get advice recommendations. And, uh, and, and also, you, you know, you've also got to remember that if you are doing this well, if you are a business that is doing marketing well, this is organically going to get bigger and bigger. So if you're actually yeah. doing the good job, you will go from 10 tweets to hundred tweets, which actually almost will cost you more time. So yeah, I mean, they, everyone, should also have that sweet spot. Like you said, if I was in, I would be thinking about things like if I was in HR, I would be checking Glassdoor. Yeah. Every, every industry almost seems to have its little uh, leader, let's say. But on the other hand, uh, we were looking just the other day, there is the, there is a gaming streaming website, Twitch, let's say. Mm-hmm. And we were even shocked because we were writing a story about this. And there is a Walmart employee streaming on a gaming website complaining that he didn't have enough hours from his Walmart manager to pay for his new game. Wow. Now, 
in theory, that seems very abstract, but still it's something that if you're Walmart and you're in HR, you kind of need to know those things are going on. So <laughs> there is no stone uncovered when it comes to things like this. Yeah. And, and all of this stuff matters. Like, you know, it's, I think some of the most impactful impressions to me are when people are just organically, naturally talking about a brand. And you could tell they're, they're not going into like a paid or sponsored thing. They're just like, just making conversation and then they just casually name drop. So, um, you know, Mick, we've been fans of brand 24 for quite a while. And, uh, you know, when this subject comes up, you know, I, I let people know, listen, we've tried a lot of platforms for monitoring. Um, Brand 24 is pretty special. Um, You've really created a great solution. And one thing that I really love about it is that you've made it accessible uh, for small business owners. So so there's an example of, by the way, if someone were listening to us, they'd say, wow, you know, it's, uh, well, yeah, he's got that guy on, you know, but, uh, you know, that that's, that's, I share that freely and, you, you know, I don't get any commissions for doing that, but it's, it's just, it's just a very natural and authentic. Like those are the things like you want to catch those very mm-hmm. native yep. conversational things on the web. And then what do you do if you're a business owner? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I think the good thing is, is that like you said, like even today, we, I, I give consumers and readers and listeners a lot of credit because I think that their ability to identify something that's an organic uh, recommendation versus a paid or structured partnership. I think that they've got a very good radar for that now. So I think that companies that try to fake this, they come up very quickly and, uh, and you can see it. Now, if you are finding mentions about yourself online, my, my biggest idea would be that just you have to get involved now. I don't, I think it's, I think it's a little bit scary for some businesses, but what's great and where this becomes a big plus is that when somebody mentions you online, their expectation of you is still quite low. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody calls your call center, they expect, if they have to be on hold for 10 minutes, they get annoyed, right? They, a call center is expected to be a communication platform. But when somebody mentions your business on social media or online and you engage, they hope you do, but they don't expect it. So when you do, they have actually an elevated appreciation of your brand so we've got so many examples of a a, a consumer that said that was disappointed with the service yeah the company said hey listen i'm really sorry or hey listen this is why you feel this way hey listen uh, i'm i'm listening and that person was like wow you 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 replied like thank you like so in the, the, the turnaround from disappointment to appreciation was so quickly because this is a field where consumers are not really expecting the engagement yet, uh, which is a big plus for any business that goes first. And when you talk about this being like a superpower, this is where it really does become a superpower because the big players are not doing this that much. So it becomes the great equalizer. So if someone is like, you know, uh, wow, I'd love to go to stay in a hotel in New York City, if you've got a boutique hotel that you've just opened up and it's just you and your family mm-hmm. and you're doing, you've probably got a better chance of grabbing that business than the Marriott or the Hilton or oh, the yeah. Radisson because they, they are big, slow-moving machines. Right. So it is a big equalizer in, in a good way. I think we all love getting those, like when there's a Facebook group conversation and someone will say, hey, 
um, I'd like to get more media. Who knows somebody that could help me get more press? And then people start tagging me. Like, I know that that's a common, that that's common for, especially for agency owners and other businesses. Like, and that is really, really great when that happens. When one of our friends thinks enough of us to, to do that. Um, so brand 24, uh, you know, or, or any really great monitoring software, um, Mm -hmm. That's kind of like having the really, really good friend alert you, hey, Josh, someone's yeah. talking about PR. You might yeah. want to take a look at this. Like, that's the kind of thing you can be aware of. And so, you know, as the, as the founder or CEO, you might not have the bandwidth to uh, address that personally, although that would be nice. But certainly someone on your team, you yeah. could set up. Uh, I don't want to say theoretically, I mean, that's a core, it's a core component of brand 24, but you could set up monitoring for, you know, keywords like New York hotel and bam, you get the alert as someone's talking about this and, and how quickly could you uh, respond to a comment like that using brand 24? I mean, we, we will bring that to you basically in what we would call real time. Uh, or, you know, as quickly as the internet collects that kind of mention, we will just serve it to the client. And that is a big part of what we do when we plan for the future. Because what we are seeing now is that someone can say something like looking for a, a restaurant in New York City. Yeah. And a restaurant can engage that conversation a week later, let's say, a week, a whole week later. And that person will still be like, wow, awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. I'll try it out. Because again, the expectation is still quite low and mm-hmm. the competition is still quite low. Not a lot of people are doing this yet. So, but where we see this going is that in, in 24 months, 12 months, maybe even six months, someone will write, Hey, looking for a restaurant in New York city. And whoever replies first will win the business. And those mm-hmm. kind of threads yeah. will have four or five recommendations. And we know from, you know, e- even old school sales tactics know that, Still, I think it's the first person to engage a lead is 75% more likely to win the business. Wow. So that, that kind of old statistic will still carry through to social. So responsiveness will be fast. Now, what the great thing is, again, is a lot of the bigger businesses, they overthink this. Mm-hmm. So they, they, okay, what should we respond? Okay, let's ask our PR team. Let them again get a approval. Uh, there are stories that I think you may have even seen them where, You'll get people now that will create fake. Uh, one of the stories was there was a person that created a fake Target account. Oh, and they called yeah. themselves Target <laughs> Customer Care. And they, they responded to Target complaints 54 times before Target did themselves. Oh, my so, gosh. So, so that's the craziness. But what you will see is, like I said, yeah, in the future, if, you give, if, you've got, if you're a small business or if you trust your team members, they can be getting these kind of notifications on their mobile phone, right? So, mm-hmm. hey, listen, someone just said New York Hotel, pull out your phone, jump on Twitter, jump on whatever it may be, and say, hey, listen, we'd love to have you over at our hotel. So that trust and that ability to say to your team, don't overthink it and re- react first, that will become key in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, what are some, um, uh, give me a couple of other examples, if you could, of, uh, mm-hmm. of business owners, you know, maybe kind of like, um, you know, growth stage, um, doing mm-hmm. pretty well businesses, they're on their up and up. Uh, are there some clever ways that they've used uh, monitoring uh, to mm-hmm. uh, grow their business? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, one that comes to mind is a really like again, it, like you said, it's almost organic. I, I love their product, which is there is a podcast uh, uh, company from LA called Wondering, mm-hmm. and they started probably around 24 months ago. They started a couple of uh, uh, products. One was called Business Wars, and they would tell the story of Coke versus Pepsi or Blockbuster versus Netflix. But what they were doing is they were using Brand 24 to track just how much buzz they were around each episode so every single week they launched an episode and they were like okay did this content hit the mark did it generate emotion in people right and then they would go all the way back not only to the marketing team but to the content creation team and say hey listen this topic hasn't really done it for people so it may have been for example a topic like i think they did anheuser Bush versus miller like, oh, people didn't find that story so cool but they loved pepsi versus coke oh yeah. you know and, and you can even see their content develop over time based on just reading rather than what, what would we do 20 years ago? We would spend thousands of dollars on content focus groups, ask, you know, pre-releasing the podcast. Did you like it? Did you not? Right. And now they're able to tap into this whole world of real time reactions to, to shows and produce more content accordingly. That was a great thing. I thought that was really good because going down the wrong line as any business, developing the wrong product, developing the wrong solution, you can lose so much time and money doing that. So the quicker you get access to feedback, the better, right? Oh my gosh, no kidding. That's golden. So that, yeah, I mean, and the other one we have is we we have a startup company uh, who works with us who I didn't get permission to tell their name yet, but I, yeah. I can tell the story. Right. And basically they're going into the webinar system. They're, going, they're creating webinar software. Uh, and what they've done is they've basically gone, okay, well, day one, we, we we don't have a lot of traffic. We don't have a huge marketing budget. Mm-hmm. We're going to monitor WebEx. We're going to monitor GoToMeeting. We're going to see what everybody's saying about those tools, what they like, yeah. what they don't like. Yeah. And we're going to build our product map. We're going we're gonna to build our marketing based on where we can see there's still pain points. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and that worked amazing for them. They grew really quick in the first 12 months. So with Brand24... Um, you can monitor social, you can monitor news, you can yeah. monitor YouTube, you can monitor yeah. forums, blogs, the mm. web. I'm missing anything? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, the... the, the you can monitor pretty much you, everything. You, you, you have, it's like, I feel like yeah. it's like Dr. X, at, you know, he puts on the the little hat as he goes in cerebral, cerebral, and so it's like all of a sudden yeah, you can yeah, see yeah, yeah. all the mutants, all the X-Men, all the mutants everywhere on the planet. It, it's kind of like having uh, God-tier superpowers uh, to be able to do that. Because otherwise, I mean, <clears throat> and I'll just uh, share too. Um, l- l- let's talk just a little bit about, I think, the alternatives where people might say, well, come on, I set mm-hmm. up Google News alerts and I'm good. That's, yep. <laughs> I could yep. tell you from experience, I, like that's, that's kind of a, a pretty small fraction uh, of what's out there. Even news, that's a small fraction yep. of, of what, what yep. is actually available out there. I just had this conversation on Twitter like a couple of days ago. You could even see it in real time. Basically, uh, there was a uh, a freelance journalist who was kind of complaining about Google Alerts because what she was doing was creating content as a freelance journalist, but she never knew when it would be picked up. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not an expert in the freelance journalist world, but I believe that that's how it happened. And I was like, 
she was like, oh, hey, listen, it's a shame that Google Alerts didn't. And I was like, hey, listen, you know, I totally get what you're saying. I, I just had a quick check in Brand24, and I saw that your article was posted today in Vanity Fair. And she was like, I didn't even know about it, you know, yeah. and it was her article. Yeah. But because her alternative is just to Google herself. And again, you know how Googling works. It's like if, you, if there's an article on page two or three, you're just not going to get there. We yeah. all focus on page one. Uh, and that's the challenge. So, yeah, I mean, I think that my ultimate like thought process and Brand24's uh, theology, let's say, is if anyone, I love when people just start doing this. So if you want to start with Google Alerts, if you want to just go into Twitter and use Twitter search, please just do that at least. It's a great start because mm -hmm. you will be surprised what you find. And that's that first aha moment. Like, oh, my God, someone, someone said they loved my, my product two weeks ago. I didn't even know yeah. about it. Um, and then what, what normally happens is people quickly go, okay, I need this with some structure or I need this with some features that will help me. And that's where people kind of migrate to a monitoring tool, let's say. But yeah. the ROI is so easy. The ROI is like, oh, that's why we no wanted kidding. to go into that area is like you said, what one, one, one new client or one client saved or one good story. And this thing just kind of, you know, they just kind of, they, they make sense, let's say. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you're right. And so brand 24. Um, so the service starts at, gosh, what was the pricing? I know, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I was, yeah. So it starts at $49 a month and mm -hmm. you think about the, you know, if you're just, you know, covering your own brand, you don't need the, um, you know, some of the other features, 49 yeah. bucks a month, you're looking at $600 a year. Uh, yeah. you know, if you're able to engage with over the course of a year, you know, 10 conversations, you know, 10, 20 conversations yep. and you end up landing uh, one or two sales out of that. Well, depending on your ALV, again, yep. it, it, that's why, you know, we've been using brand 24 forever uh, yep. and, yep. you know, all of our clients. So listen, if you're a PR firm and you're not, I mean, I recognize that there are some other uh, solutions out there, sure, sure. Uh, but yeah. this should be, this is mandatory. Uh, like if you're a social media yeah. agency, like if you are in, uh, involved at all in amplifying your client's message. So for us, every single one of our clients gets yep. brand 24 reports on a regular basis because yep. that's how we show, well, here's, doing here's the evidence doing that we're yeah. doing, you know, uh, we get our clients, you know, anywhere from five to 15 media placements every single month, you yeah. know, and so if they rely on Google but alerts, they're only going to see a few of those. Yeah. I mean, cause like one, that, that's the beauty of it. Cause one side of it is obviously I, we, we strongly believe that you will make more revenue from, from brand 24. Yeah. But what it also does is like, it's a real safety net for you because I feel like if you're not checking out what's being said about your brand. Yeah every marketing dollar that you invest, you're putting at risk. Because if you spend $1,000 a month on Google AdWords or Facebook oh, ads, gosh, I mean, yes. this, is, this number is almost, you know, most, most brands are at that level or around. And you, this, is, this is the flow that consumers do. They see your advertisement, great, the advertisement did its job. They will click. They even like what your product says, then they will check you. So if you're willing to spend the $1,000 getting them to the website, but you're willing to risk that they may find something negative organically, yeah. it's, a, it's, 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 it's almost like, yeah, I mean, just, just, just safeguard all that great investment you're making to bring people to you by just making sure you know what they're going to find and you interact. Because the other good thing is that 
if as a consumer, like silence is is deadly now. So if you check a brand right. and there's nothing online, or there's a couple of comments with no responses from the company, it's seen as a negative, right? So oh, even just responding to negatives and saying, hey, listen, I'm sorry you had that experience, or even backing yourself and saying, hey, listen, I know that you didn't agree with what we did, but this is our business. Still, right. new consumers will respect that and they will think, Absolutely. okay, at least it's a real company. Yeah. 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 Negative reviews are, are, are not a bad thing. You want to talk more about yeah. um, negative sentiment, negative reviews? Uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, without being too like kind of corny, like the statistics are, you know, like if, if even if, uh, if you have 10 negative reviews mm-hmm. and if you reply to all 10, there's a 60% chance that people will change their mind about you. So if yeah. you've got 10 negative customers, if you talk to 10 of them, six of them are most likely they're going to go, ah, okay, I'm going to give this brand another try. So that kind of number is great. But just bottom line is just, you know, real life scenarios, right? If you complain in a restaurant in person, you expect the manager or the waiter or someone to kind of show you some empathy. Yes, that, right. That rule applies online. The difference is that everybody can see that situation. Yeah. So all your future restaurant customers will be able to say, what they complained and the waiter didn't say sorry even now, you know, we're, so we're just in this transparency world. Mm. But there is so many stories of negative reviews turning into positive reviews. So one, oh, one yeah. is even like there's a, there's a food, there was a food truck that had got a one-star review on Yelp, let's say. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a great story. If you, go, if you Google the one-star review song on YouTube, you will get this. And what these food truck owners did is they – they made a song uh, with a little ukulele and a mic and they put it on YouTube and said, saying, we're really sorry for the one-star review. Please come back. We would love to help you. <laughs> this, this video has like 20,000 views yeah. and hundreds of comments of people going, we understand that. That makes sense. Thank you for putting the effort into yeah. saying you know, that you want to make it up. Consumers love that. So yeah. get in there, get in those negative reviews and, you know, just, just to kind of give clarity to this, there was, I was, we did this today in one of the workshops. There was a restaurant in my hometown in Manchester in the UK that got a negative review on TripAdvisor. Yeah. And what the lady basically said was, the service was a little bit slow, but the restaurant looked like a freak show because all your waiters have tattoos and piercings. Uh-oh. Right? So the manager replied saying, listen, first of all, let me just say I'm really sorry for the slow service. That's yeah. something we can solve. However... We also believe in total freedom expression for our waiters and waitresses. Yeah. We're the Hard Rock Cafe. This is part of our standard. So yeah. <laughs> please, please, just be, please just be a nicer person when it comes to judging waiters and waitresses. And that manager got a huge amount of good positive press. Yeah. From, you know, like all the local news plus some of the national newspapers kind of said, awesome manager sticks up for his team. So you don't have to always kind of like kiss the feet. You don't have to always say sorry. You can also just back up your kind of beliefs as an organization and real consumers, real humans will, yeah. will see that. And that's what it's all about being real, right? It's all about being that's right. and honest. And you're doing this. I mean, this is public. I mean, you're, you're doing this in front of the court of public opinion. So, yep. uh, you know, negative reviews are not, you know, people are not, you know, and someone's negative review is not always going to garner sympathy. Uh, yeah. you know, if someone's being unrealistic, um, but again, the, you know, the, the real great opportunity is to, you know, is to empathize where appropriate, but also realize, okay, 
everyone's watching us right now. They just said yep. that. What would be, yep. you know, what would be the best way to handle yep. this situation knowing that everybody's watching right now? Yep. And that, yeah. that's it. I mean, and, and, and again, just be, be honest, be true. I mean, because again, as I said, I know we started talking before about how consumers have control. We also know when that control has gone too far. There was a there was a one star review of a restaurant on Yelp lately that went viral because the person said, best restaurant I ever went to. I told them that, hey, listen, I have 10,000 followers on Instagram. I'm going to recommend you guys. You're amazing. And she gave them a one star review because they didn't give her a discount on the bill. Oh, so she was like, this ooh. restaurant doesn't know how to recognize a nice thing from a customer. And everyone was like, whoa, 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 wait. If it's a nice restaurant and you wanted to just really organically recommend them, don't expect something for free, you know. So, again, being consumers nowadays have such a good radar for what's real and fake. And every business should just do what they really, like you said, imagine you were having that conversation face to face. Do the same when it comes to social. Like, don't try to change your brand. Don't don't try to act cool if it's not the right scenario. Just be real and it normally yeah. and 99 times out of 100 it will put you in the right direction i agree i agree <laughs> awesome mick this was really terrific this is a great conversation uh i've taken a lot of notes here uh That's and awesome. uh yeah and so this will be part of the top secret project i i feel like if if too many people had these secret these secret superpowers <laughs> though uh, there, there could be chaos. So uh, it's a good thing that there's no way that anybody will hear what it is that we've been talking about. Because I'm glad to hear because, yeah, I mean, the more people that start doing this, the more money everyone will make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'd hate for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Mick, you're a good guy. Uh, thank you so much uh, for, for flying in. Uh, and like I said, I, I'm just a huge fan of Brand24. And, you know, I'll just say real briefly, um, you know, when we, we tried out a lot of different platforms and, you know, there's certain feature sets that, that we needed. Uh, and then we also just want to look at, well, how, uh, how effective is the tool? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I could just tell you that brand 24 finds stuff. I don't know how you do it, but brand 24 finds stuff that we just were not seeing uh, with other tools. And so for us, you know, that's, that's pretty important because every placement that we can show our clients that yeah. helps keep them on the books longer. So, no, I mean, it, it's, it's a pleasure for us. You know, you know, from the very first day we connected, it's like for us, the, if you're being successful, we're being successful. So it's not just a tool. We don't, we never want to just deliver a tool. We want to deliver yeah. like the ideas, the expertise. So uh, we learn just as much from you guys as you do from us. So I'm, I'm really happy to, to always have these kind of conversations with you. Awesome. All right, Mick Griffin, Brand24. Let's get you on your private jet, get you back home, back to Poland. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Thanks, Brent. That was awesome. And it felt really good not being the one who had to get that audio this time. I know I won't be kicking back in HQ very long, so I'm definitely going to try to milk this for as long as possible. If you guys like this podcast, then please subscribe. And if you want more ways to spy on Josh, then check out upmyinfluence.com. I'm Morse Code, over and out.